show today is pre-recorded. The show today is pre-recorded. Explaining the election. It's like America's amazing dad just left us and mom's new idiot perverted boyfriend just rolled up in a Prius. The Kate Daly Show starts now. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We are here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Hi there. Welcome. Welcome to your last hour on a Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? <laughs> Welcome back and uh, happy to be here. You're listening to the Kate Daly Show. And I want to thank Uncle Milty for coming in. That was really fun. It's fun to have him back. He'll be back a couple of days a week instead of three, uh, two days a week, which, hey, I'll take it, man. Uh, I love having him here. He's uh, he's a lot of fun. And we just uh, we just get along like bacon and eggs. What can I say? Um, so I'm going to invite your phone calls in this hour. I want to talk a little bit about predictions. And yes, I could talk about the riots and the I mean you name it the American insurrection movies coming out tonight I just mentioned it in the prior hour and it's amazing how quick they want to demonize us uh, for showing up at the Capitol and being waved in and not even being armed <laughs> so they call it America's insurrection it's a new movie out that was quick two months wow Woo. Um, three months so anyway um, so in the in the total barrage of like propaganda and just I want to kind of lighten it up a little bit and I want to talk about predictions and kind of eerie ones, truly eerie ones to me anyway. Um, So let me share this with you. I just shared it in the previous hour. So you're going to hear this again. But I just I had to say I have to say this again because this is so nutty to me Um, before I share some other ones with you. I mean. I'm looking at the chip today. You know, the Pentagon has this chip they want to insert. I'm looking at all this technology, and I swear to you, yesterday I played the the tune, um, you know, take this job and shove it. And I'm thinking, take this technology and shove it. And I want to ask you a question. You know, if you could stop cell phones coming out, now that we know that we have these, we're walking around with these trackers 24-7, with the knowledge of how convenient it is, would you go back and stop them from happening if you had the option to stop this uh, this going on? Because none of us realized that this was going to be a piece of technology that would literally track us, that it would become an appendage, that it would become something that our kids, you know, used all the time. And uh, instead of uh, doing all the things that kids should do, they're on their phones, we're on our phones, it's disconnected everybody. Would you go back and change it? You'd have to you'd have to do away with the um, obvious with you know obviously with the um, convenience, but would you change it? Because there are some things which I wish we would have known better, 
But I want to share with you, I've been, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I want to share with you some um, predictions. This came from the book, Generations, The History of America's Future, 1584 to, to 2069. So shooting ahead to 2069, it goes clear back to the Puritans. This was written before the fourth turning. Strauss and Howe, uh, Strauss is, I think, dead now, uh, Howe is still alive, and they wrote this book about these, about pinpointing the different generations. You have the GI, then it turned into the silent generation, which is a little bit more like my parents. Then you've got the baby boomers. Then you've got the 13s or the 13ers. I don't know why they call it 13ers and born from like 1960 to 1980. And then you've got uh, the millennials coming out, you know, um, and then their kids. And so they were pinpointing the 18 cycles, the 18, I'm sorry, the 18 uh, generations and four different cycles that we go through. And they were able to predict this clear back in 1991. They said on page 15, and you can look this up because there's a PDF on, online of the book. It's called Generations, the History of America's Future, 1584 to 2069. This is Strauss and Howard, the authors. Page 15, it says, no one, for example, can foretell the specific emergency that will confront America during what we call the crisis of 2020. No, of course, uh, the exact year of which this crisis will find its epicenter. What we do claim our cycle can predict is that during the late 2010s and the early 2020s, America genera American generations will pass deep into a crisis era, constellation, and mood. And that, as a consequence, the nation's public life will undergo a swift and possible, possibly revolutionary transformation. It went on to say, how significant will this crisis be? Recall the parallel eras, because you have to remember this is, this is done in, in um, cycles, Okay. So they're comparing right now to the Glorious Revolution, the American Revolution, the Civil War, and the years spanning the Great Depression and World War II. It says the crisis of 2020 will be a major turning point in American history and an adrenaline-filled moment of trial. At its climax, Americans will feel the fate of posterity for generations to come hangs in the balance. What will the nation mood be like? This crisis will be a pivotal moment in the life cycles of all generations alive at the time. The sense of community will be omnipresent. Moral order will be unquestioned with rights and wrongs, crisply defined and obeyed. Are you thinking about the masks right now? Sacrifices will be asked and given. America will be resolved to do whatever it needs doing and fix whatever needs fixing. How will this crisis end? Three out of the four um, parallels that I gave you end in triumph. The fourth, the Civil War, in a mixture of moral fatigue human tragedy, vast human tragedy, a weak and vengeful sense of victory, we can foresee a full range of possible outcomes, the stirring achievement to a pop apocalyptic tragedy. So the end sentence of this is really important to grab. I'll say it again. We can foresee a full range of possible outcomes from stirring achievement to a, a apocalyptic tragedy. You're either going to stand, educate, do whatever you can to make people very aware that they are being like sheeple and walking into the destruction and the transformation of America. Or, um, you know, we can lose it all. So that's why I think every single time we think of this, we have to remember that we're still in control of how this, this part ends, this crisis of 2020. And they were able to nail this down in 1991. 
Do you find that kind of amazing, the crisis of 2020? How would they have known? Isn't that insane? I played the Simpsons coming in because the Simpsons Simpsons seem to nail down exactly what's going to happen. They nailed down Trump walking down the escalator. They nailed all kinds of stuff in the past. It's truly amazing. What are they, time travelers? I mean, my gosh. Matt Gronig, who, who does The Simpsons, how does he know these events? How does he see these events? Um, so, yes, here's an ode to cycles. There's an ode to kind of figuring it out because things do work in, in, in a cyclical nature. So I can get that. I can understand that. But I do kind of find it fascinating as we're kind of looking at the big picture here and saying to ourselves, you know, how much of this is predicted and uncontrolled uh, and controlled or uncontrolled by us? I mean, how, how much of it can we change truly? That is going to be the question of the hour. And, um, and I want to give you some, um, some predictions that were made about, about this time possibly right now. Possibly. Okay. Um, this was from William Branham. And William Branham um, started, I think, giving these in the 1930s, these predictions. These predictions are so fascinating to me. Um, He didn't get everything right. But I'll tell you something. There was... There was some interesting stuff. Okay. So he, uh, he actually had the, the most basic seven visions that, you, that, that, that he's known for. Um, one was uh, that he saw a vision of the dictator of Italy, uh, Mussolini, would invade Ethiopia. And according to uh, the voice speaking to him, Ethiopia would fall at Mussolini's steps. Um, and, that, and that he pros- prophesied a dread uh, end for the dictator. He would have a horrible death, and his own people would spit on him. The next one would be America would be drawn into world war uh, against Germany, which would be headed up by uh, Hitler. And, the, and he also said there would be a terrible war. It would overthrow Hitler. He would come to a mysterious end. In the vision, he was shown the, the Siegfried line, whereas uh, a great toll of American lives would be exacted, but Hitler would be defeated. And there was a subsequent vision relative to this war, predicting that President Roosevelt would declare war against Germany and in doing so eventually be elected for a fourth term. Interesting, right? So you have to make this note. For many years, the American government denied the losses suffered by the American forces at the Siegfried Line. And it wasn't until sometime in the 60s that the Germans, German film surfaced, forcing the Americans to admit what happened at that line. Um, so that's, it kind of gets interesting a little bit. But when we get to Vision 3, this was a, uh, this, the third part was a vision that showed that there were three isms, fascism, Nazism, and communism in the world, and that the first two would come to nothing fascism and Nazism, but that communism would flourish. And, uh, and it said, keep your eyes on, he said, keep your eyes on Russia concerning future involvements for fascism and Nazism would end up in communism. Kind of interesting, right? Um, okay. The fourth vision was about cars. And he said, uh, this clear back, man, uh, he said uh, that uh, what appeared to him would be predicted by tremendous technological advances right after the war, that this was symbolized by an egg-shaped car with a plastic bubble roof going down beautiful highways, completely under perfect remote control. There was no steering wheel in the car, and the occupants of the car were playing a game of checkers. Now, 
there are bubble-like uh, vehicles, which is kind of interesting. And we're getting there very, very quickly in the self-driven car, um, which will come about, I would say, in the next five years for the majority. So that is really interesting, right? He kind of, like, he, he nailed the self-driving car. Um, when we get to Vision 5, it gets a little more interesting about where we're at with this fraudulent election that we just had, where they stole the White House. And I want to talk about his vision that could possibly be what we're, the, the situation we're facing right now. And so when I come back, I'll do vision number five. But if you have some that you want to share, uh, please do so. I also have a list of comments that were made right after the stock, as, as the stock market was crashing and what they said, which is very, very intriguing. So when I come back, I'll share these with you. But I want your, I want your input, too. This is the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. And I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. There you go. Talk lines are open. The show today is pre-recorded. The show today is pre-recorded. Lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Kate Daly Show. Make sure you get over to MyPillow.com and order up. Uh, the products are that good. I'd never tell you to go there and get their products if I didn't absolutely just love them. In fact, the sheets, the down comforter, they sent me some products to try and I was, I was actually blown away. I was, I didn't just like them. I was like, wow, you should, you should hear my husband tell it. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, these are the nicest towels we've ever had. These are the nicest sheets we've ever had. These are amazing sheets. And so the down comforters, the pillows, the slippers, the, um, the, my pillows, the, my pillows are just awesome. Have you guys tried these? And they have so many different variants on the, on the website where they don't have those in the store. They only sell one kind in the store, but there's so many different ones that you can order in different sizes. The, my pillow is great for snoring. It keeps your head level and it really is comfortable and it doesn't lose that comfortable uh, level uh, levelness all night long, which is typical of like a down pillow. A down pillow does that, but the my pillow doesn't. Make sure that you're getting um, um, these products at mypillow.com because you're going to help Truth and Radio. You're going to help the show. Mike Lindell and I have partnered up. So please help the show and also help him do what he's doing. He's starting a my store, um, competing with Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Um, and he's also, it's called my store and he's also, uh, doing a social media network and I'm really excited for him. I'll be on his show on his being interviewed by him next, next Monday. Um, but I just wanted to tell you that he's up to, he's, he's doing so many things to try to help. Help him help the show. You'll get the most fantastic products. You'll absolutely love them. And you'll probably buy some for your loved ones. So go to MyPillow.com and put in the code Kate. You got to put in my first name to get the deal on the two for one sheets and 30% off. Um, so let me, um, let me go on with this. You know, I'll tell you one prediction as I got off with our, off the phone with our guest from yesterday. He's, he did say that water will become the new oil fight of yesterday. The oil fight of yesterday. I should say this differently is now going to become water over the next decade. He predicted some very, very long droughts and uh, food supply shortages. And we've been saying that on the air too. So it kind of matched up with what we're saying. But water will be the fight. So what are you doing? What are you doing about that? There's lots of how-to videos that you should probably check out on water to take care of you and your family. 
I'll just leave it right there. So let me let me let me go back to William um, Branham, and he actually Branham Branham. He actually uh, was a I think he was like a preacher back in in the day, and he started making these predictions in 1930 1933, and uh, he had a following. He actually even predicted that he would die young um, because he had a following. He felt like he didn't deserve. He didn't really want a lot of followers, and uh, so here was some of his the things that he said. He predicted World War Two. Uh, would happen uh, clear back in 1933. But he also said that he uh, saw womanhood, the, you know, w- womanhood in general, that the fast moral decay of women was coming. And uh, he said, starting back when she received her so-called liberty to enter into the worldly affairs by means of the vote, she soon began to wear clothes that were too revealing, bobbed her hair and adopted the clothing of men. And he said that uh, the vision showed her all but stripped naked and she merely covered herself with a tiny apron uh, the size of a fig leaf. And with her womanhood was so little value, valued, a terrible decay of all flesh came upon the earth and, and, and with it uh, perversion even as set forth. Uh, wow. <laughs> That's huge. Um, okay. Let me bring you into vision six. This is where a lot of people are speculating about what we're dealing with right now with Hormala. Um, and you know, and I know that uh, Hormala is run by the Obamites. And the I think this is Obama's third term. And I think that because of the control of Obama's people controlling her, her campaign, her agenda, that uh, she'll be a very useful slick idiot uh, for them and that uh, I would predict that Biden doesn't last very long so that they she can emerge to be president now I don't know if this is talking about her but it is kind of interesting listen up vision six then there arose in the United States the most beautiful woman clothed in splendor and great power was given to her she was lovely of feature well anyway but there was a hardness about her that defied description Beautiful as she was, she was cruel, wicked, and cunning. She dominated the land with her authority. She had complete power over the people. The vision uh, indicated that either a woman would literally arise or that this woman of the vision was merely a type of an organization which is characterized by a female. Um, and, so, and then he said uh, he felt in his heart that the woman represented um, a certain church, but he said that he, uh, th- that, he that was the vision. What do you feel about that? It's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. All right, I'll take a caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. What do you think? Caller, you're live. Go right ahead. Caller, you're live. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if we're having problems with the phones, but go ahead and call up 888-673-1450. We've had calls today, so I don't know that there's a problem. Maybe there's a problem with hearing. Um... And so uh, there was another, uh, another one, um, great explosion, and uh, left a lot of the land in America uh, in, in chaos, um, smoking piles of debris. He didn't see any people. Kind of interesting. And I, you know, these can scare people, I guess. Um, sure. 
Um, a lot of visions uh, and even things about the election, I remember, didn't come true that people had, right? They swore they had these visions and they were going to happen. And maybe things play out at later dates. I don't know. You never know. But I always find these kinds of things super curious because they're interesting to follow and to see who kind of nailed it along the way, right? Who kind of who kind of nailed it? And I could see when it said that this person, this woman, would be uh, basically, uh, you know, that the country would be behind this woman. I can't see that as uh, as Hormala because she just doesn't attract hardly a person that likes her or is for her. I mean, even her own party rejected her. That's why she couldn't get the Democratic nomination. But um, maybe it's somebody that comes along that captures the nation majority that is this, that does one of those little switcheroos and uh, that we see so often from all the politicians, the little stab in the back, you know. Um, and maybe it's somebody that represents um, more of the conservative base that people get swindled by. I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. And he did say, he goes, I felt like it could be, you know, an organization, but he felt like he, that was the vision he was given. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And it could be as a whole communism. It could be as a whole, you know, uh, it's hard because it's a dream. I don't know about you if you've had any dreams. I know a lot of people have a recurring dream of something very big happening in America that's very... um, Uh, damaging, right? Like they're in the middle of a city. I've actually had that dream too. I'm in the middle of New York and things are just chaotic. And maybe you've had these kinds of uh, things too. I do feel like a lot of people out there have had an instance where something has happened, like a dream, like a recurring dream or something like that, that they've been a little freaked out by. I would imagine. If I've had that, I know you've had it, right? So I would love to hear about that. 888-673-1450. I also want to give you, um, while you're calling in, I want to give you some some quotes following the 1929 stock market crash. This was September 1929. These are some of the uh, these are some of the comments and, and headlines. Andrew Mellon, Secretary of the Treasury, said, "There's no cause to worry. The high tide of prosperity will continue." Keep in mind, the depression went on for ten years. Um, also, uh, uh, Andrew Mellon, uh, the, uh, he was the Secretary of State Treasury. The government's business is in sound condition. That was December. Um, yeah, definite signs that, uh, this was a dispatch from Washington, definite signs that business and industry have turned the corner around a temporary period of emergency following, uh, followed deflation by the speculative market, as we've seen today by President Hoover. The president said, uh, said that reports to the cabinet showed the tide of of, of employment had changed in the right direction. President Hoover predicted today that the worst effect of the crash upon unemployment will have been passed during the next 60 days. It went on for 10 years. Um, The worst is over without a doubt, said the Secretary of Labor, American Labor. And I I realize why they say these things. They say these things because they want the economy to get back going. And it takes an awful lot of faith, like faith in the dollar, right? It's faith in the economy to get it moving again. I get that. Um, But it's interesting, you know, as you go through all of these comments, not a word about how manufactured it was. The the Great Depression was absolutely 100% manufactured. I hope people realize that um, they wanted that to happen because what it did was it really got uh, central banking off and running. I mean, it, 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 
poise the moment, uh, you know, for for that to come in and save the day, quote unquote, right? And it's been nothing but destructive ever since. But these were the kinds of comments people were hearing. And I thought this was kind of interesting because we never talk about these things anymore. Do we? I mean, we don't like we, we wouldn't go back into the headlines and talk about this. The Assistant Secretary of Commerce in 1931 said the Depression had ended, even though it still had about seven more years, eight more years, uh, maybe six more years. Anyway, um, and, uh, all, you know, all, all of the different comments and so forth. I thought that was kind of fascinating to kind of go through those. But there have been a lot of visions and a lot of quotes and a lot of things about what's coming for us. Now, timeline's interesting. Very, very interesting to, to, uh, to try to understand because the timeline then, um, we always think it's going to happen quicker than it does. But right now, look around you. A lot of people out in America are saying no to this vaccine, monstrosity, this shot, this injection. And I'm really glad to see that. Really glad to see it. I went back into the headlines, even into my own state. And I went back into uh, like the, the 1918 flu that they've, they've actually um, just overblown now. They, now they say it's 50 to 100, casu- 100 million casualties around the world, and that's not true. We had probably about 300,000 deaths in America, 250,000 deaths, about uh, half of what they're claiming COVID to be. And the rest were around the world, yes, but there was about uh, really about 8 to 10 million. It wasn't 50 to 100 million. So they, they really uh, overdid the numbers on that and exaggerated a lot through time because they figured everybody would die off and not remember. Um, but even at the time, I remember there were people in my state that were, uh, if you go, go back into the headlines, they were very much not, not buying the numbers, not buying the overload of, of propaganda even back then. They were kind of like, wait a minute, you know, I don't know, a smallpox. They were kind of, they were, they were very much questioning what was going on. We're no different today. We're going to question things. And I'm glad to see that. I think we got to a point where I saw so many sheeple. I was so worried for a while. I was really worried. But now I recognize so many of you were wearing the mask because you thought that that's, you just had to go along to get along, get along to go along, whatever. And you were just doing it um, until you could take it off. And that you weren't going to go for this vaccine because I can't believe how many people are in social media saying there's no way in hell I'll take that shot. <laughs> so that's good. That gives me a lot more faith in America and in Americans. Or it does. It gives me a lot more faith. There's a lot more people speaking out and a lot more doctors speaking out. So I like that. But if you uh, had any predictions or dreams or anything like that, let me know. 888-673-1450. I'll take your call in the next segment. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Kate Daly Show. 
888-673-1450. Of course, you can call up. Um, And uh, make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. Make sure and order that product. Uh, It's fantastic. Um, In fact, uh, Uncle Milty was double dosing uh, so he could be on today's show for a few hours. And I love it that he uh, came back and that he'll be back on Thursday as well. And we have some great guests coming up this week, too. And... um, um, and so I, I, I really appreciate Balance of Nature for putting a product out that's healthy, that's good, and, uh, and it came from the heart. It, it really, they really do care about your health. And if you uh, start to feel sick at all, people double and triple it, which is awesome. And they start to feel better right away, like Uncle Milty did. He started feeling much better, had his energy back, his color was great today, and he looked really good. And so um, I, just, uh, I just love it. Balance of Nature dot com and the code word is kate k-a-t-e and uh you can get uh 35 off and free shipping which is kind of amazing and they'll ship it out quick and uh, it's guaranteed so you can try it out if you want to but i love that that you also get a free health coach too and the drink that uh, you can order with it, the uh, spice apple drink, it actually helps with cholesterol and, and uh, it helps with so many wonderful things um, that uh, weight loss, cholesterol, arthritis, it just there's just so many nutrients in this product. Um, all right, coming back. I did get a question on, on email that uh, was basically, you know, do I call people stupid that <laughs> believe in the vaccine? Um, should I be doing that? You know, I have to kind of give you just for a moment uh, what this, this year has been like. From day one, we were saying there, there isn't any proof of an epidemic. Why is everybody saying there's an epidemic going on? There isn't even proof of one. And we've been, I've probably done over 700 hours of this. I never thought we'd be sitting here in April of the following year, still going through this. And while some people might be rubbed the wrong way for me saying that, Um, Because now I'm to the point like, come on, you guys, it's been over a year. This is getting insane. We we have to be able to see through this, right? Um, It might sound harsh to some people, I guess. You know, in my way, because I'm a pretty nice person, (laughs) I'm I'm actually pretty sweet when you get to know me, but but it's my wake-up call because people are so um, entrenched into propaganda right now and into fear that they can't see, I think, what's right in front of them. What's right in front of them. So in my own loving way, (laughs) if you will, it's me trying to, you know, it's kind of like when Cher said snap out of it and she slapped the guy, right, Um, in that movie, Moonstruck. I feel like that's me, right? I'm trying to say, oh my gosh, wake up. Wake up because this is this is so bad. It is so bad that we're not seeing the truth and we're having a problem because people are so tied into this vaccine. When somebody chooses the vaccine and they're older, I understand that they probably have a long held belief in vaccines. Okay, I understand that they probably wouldn't question them. They should, but they don't. I'm not calling people stupid because I, I don't value them or I'm saying, you know, I'm trying to put them down. What I'm trying to do is call the vaccine really stupid. That's what I'm trying to do. But I'm trying to also do kind of a jarring wake up moment as well. And it might not come out all rosy and flowery the way you want it. But I'm really concerned about people not identifying this as not a vaccine because it's not. And I heard some guy on uh, the Dana show talking about the vaccine, and he said there was a COVID in it. That's a lie. There's no COVID in it. It's not a vaccine. 
It's not a traditional vaccine at all. They even admit it in the fact sheet. And so I, I always apologize if, if, I rub, if it rubs people the wrong way, if you don't like how that sounds, if it's too harsh. But for months and months, we tried to be so soft with this. And so, like, you guys really look at the numbers, you know. Uh, And then it got to the point where it was frustrating every day, three hours a day, because I just could not believe that people were so insane over the mask even a year later. It's it's hard to be talking about it every single day and to uh, be sitting here watching this train wreck. And so, yes, I, I can be it can be kind of jarring sometimes. Um, I do apologize. I don't want to offend people. I just want people to wake up really badly. Um, and I think that's that's kind of where I stand right now. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. I was listening to a liberal station, mm-hmm. and uh, they were saying that the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine was causing blood clots in women. Six women have died so far from that. Mm-hmm. But it's... They, they were stating on the station, but it was well worth it to keep away from the problem of the, you know, the, the COVID. Wow. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm yeah. not afraid of COVID. I would be deadly afraid of that vaccine. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for that. And, uh, and I don't, I don't want to be, I, like I said, I don't want to be offensive to people at all. That's not what I'm, I'm doing. It's just that we've talked about it so much and we've come from every angle we could possibly come from. If uh, people in my church decide to take it, that's their decision. If people in my friendship group uh, decide to take it, that's their decision. Um, and I can honor that because, hey, I'm hoping that they've done some homework. I'm sure they have. I'm hoping for that, but I'm not in control of their lives. I don't speak for anybody. I don't speak for my religion. I don't speak for my friends. I don't speak for my family. This is how I feel, right? How I feel. But I have to say that this has been hard to watch this last year because I felt like people just really wanted to be told what to do next. And... I pray for the wake-up moments. That's what I pray for, is that people will understand that the evidence is right in front of them, and they do need to look around and see it. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, uh, I have... Uh, uh, when Uncle Milty mentioned that uh, excuse uh, uh, to uh, stave off the uh, doctors, mm-hmm. he, what was it exactly? He said to tell the doctors that they, they, it would give them uh, a Guillain-Barre syndrome. Oh, yes, the, yes. Or uh-huh. you have it. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Tell the, doctor, tell the doctor I have it or it would give it to me. That it might give it to you. Uh, Bell's palsy, all kinds of different things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you for that. Yes, I, I agree. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, Kate. I was just going to make a comment that it's my friend's house. Was mm-hmm. burning down next door to me. Mm-hmm. Would that be very nice or kind or helpful of me to stay quiet? Yeah. Their house is burning down. That's, That's true. That's how I see this vaccine. That's how I see this whole rollout of pure evil. Yep. And the people that are just staying silent, and they know, I think there's a lot of people who are finally waking up and getting it, but they are keeping their mouths shut mm-hmm. because of peer pressure. Right. And I don't think that's nice at all. Yeah, I you're right. The opposite of nice. That's a good point. Thank you for that, so really. I'm, 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 done, I'm done worrying about how people are going to feel. Yeah. Thank you. Really, anyway, really appreciate it. Thank you. I love that comment. I love that comment. Thank you. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. 
Yes, uh, I heard that one person died from this uh, supposed uh, Johnson Johnson uh, biologic mm-hmm. substance. Uh, how many uh, have uh, you reported? Others, uh, so two hundred. Well, on the, the vaccine total with all the different ones, they're talking about Johnson & Johnson, but um, it's right, over, right. it's, yeah, it's over 2,400. They, mm-hmm. They're not talking about the 2,500. Mm-hmm. They're talking about one. Right. This exactly what they did when they started these uh, biologic substances and told us they're coming is they kept telling us it's safe, it's safe. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, this is a, a disinformation tactic almost certainly that uh, they're trying to tell us that we are carefully scrutinizing these vaccines. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've made it clear they don't need this Johnson Johnson. Right. The Pfizer and the Moderna, that's still enough that, that people mm-hmm. are going to take this substance at the same rate and so forth. But they are constantly putting on a show to pretend that right. this thing is safe when it isn't. Yeah. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. I, I agree. I agree. I just, I was cornered a little bit more on my, on my um, language for uh, calling people out that are doing this. And because I, I'll tell you this too, a lot of people are not going to hear the way that I'm talking about it because the media won't say what I'm saying. And that's why I felt I needed to be a little bolder in saying it to catch people and and say, look, look what you're doing. Don't be an idiot because that's honestly what's going on in America right now because everyone's listening to mainstream media and their government and everyone else 90% of the time. And when it comes to my faith, uh, those that take this in my faith, I I don't have any ill will towards and I don't want to say anything about their choice or decision. A lot of older people, like I said, went along and vaccines were something that they always believed in. Um, And I get that. I can understand why somebody makes the decision. But even more reason for me to speak out and say, oh, my gosh, this isn't a vaccine. This isn't a vaccine. So don't be swayed by that. And I know how it can come across. (laughs) So hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, Kate. Hi. Um, You're absolutely right. Again, I I love your show. I love that you are. Um, what's the best word to say? Spunky? Uh, snarky? <laughs> That's nice. Like, I love it. Um, don't change a thing. Um, you had talked a little bit about, um, you know, things, premonitions, um, mm-hmm. dreams that people have had. Right. Um, it, when I was actually growing up, um, I'll just share a snippet. Uh, basically, there's a catastrophe that happens, mm-hmm. and we do not have cars. We do not have guns. Um, we have swords and bows and arrows and we have, we have people who are trying to steal our water Mm -hmm. and instead of like, you know, we only have so much, we need to make sure that we are, you know, divvying it out accordingly. Mm -hmm. They, so we have to protect our communities and make sure that we are shored up and that we have that little network uh, that you, you can call your friend and say, Hey, you know what? I can't do that, but so-and-so can, or. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I trust so-and-so that we have those networks. Our communities are strong. But that, you know, back in, like, middle school, um, I, you know, had this crazy dream, and I remember it very, very vividly to this day, that water will be so vital that our communities will have to defend it right. in order to have enough. Right. Wow. All right. Food for thought. Thank you. Wow. Uh, thank you. Uh, that was huge. Um, you know what, though? We really need to be thinking ahead right now. And when I was talking to my guest off the air yesterday and he said, uh, you know, water will be the new fight. It was oil. Now it's water. 
Um, very interesting comment. He'll be back uh, next Monday to explain that too. But I just wanted to tell people that just like in anything in which we would disagree, it doesn't mean that I'm representing my church. It doesn't mean that I'm representing a certain people or a group of people anywhere. It means that I'm talking for me. It means that I'm saying what I want to say about something. And so I don't ever think people would think that I was representing everybody when I'm, or, 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 or you know, things that I belong to and different things, because I'm sure we're all going to have different stances. And I do respect that. I'm hoping you do your research. I've done mine and um, got a mountain of evidence. So I've tried to share that with everybody. But, um, but it's, been, it's been disconcerting to see how many uh, have, have just been so excited about, about doing that. It's been hard. But like with anything, we could agree about an antibiotic. Am I representing everyone in my life over my stance on an antibiotic? No. So why is it with this vaccine? Because it's become a very divisive thing. The vaccine has become very politicized. And this is why now all of a sudden it's representative of everything in your life, right? All I'm saying is, and I might have been saying it very coarsely, but all I'm saying is please think before you do it. Because with what I've studied, most people aren't going to put in the hours I've put in. The hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours that I've put into research. Most people aren't going to do that. And so um, I think what you're sensing is probably my frustration with so many people that I feel like are being bamboozled into this. And they've got 350 more, at least, shots they're working on. So they have the cure, but they don't have the disease yet makes no sense right <laughs> so i think that's why i'm like the person said if your house if, the, if their neighbor's house is burning down you know are you going to feel that way yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna you know try to do everything in my power caller you've got about 30 seconds go for it okay mike from florida Hi. um i was going to call you out that you're i haven't heard you call anyone a wuss bag in a long time <laughs> and um so, I mean, we're kind of like way behind on that. So, the point is, yeah. don't hold back. Okay. All right. The okay. people, and like your, the, 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 the caller said mm-hmm. earlier, I care less about what people are saying. Yeah. Um, because what this is doing is it's drawing out the people that can see right. the truth. Right. And um, so, one prediction I'll make, though, um, real quick. Hurry. I believe the wheat from this chaff is going to be separated. Mm. So I think we need to prepare ourselves for the denominational churches, and that's all of them. Wow. Okay. Are going to start pressing on the vaccine, and so we need to. And that's a good thing. Oops! I gotta go. Darn it! Be faithful. Be fearless, you guys. See you tomorrow.